0: Welcome to the Calvary Chapel Naples Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you'll be blessed by this week's message. For more information about this podcast and other Calvary Chapel Naples resources, please visit us at ccnaples.org. Okay, so we've gone through a lot of common problems, and I just have another like, Ten minutes of material here to kind of finish out our marriage class. Thank you guys for all the good discussion. Um, so truth is first; feelings are secondary. Um, we're going to talk now about money and communication, and these are just going to be basic principles. I don't have time to kind of unpack all this stuff, but. Generally speaking, in communication, it kind of comes back to understanding the, the curses that are on men and the curses that are on women, the changes that have happened in their psyche and in their hearts and how they interpret the world as it comes at them. And generally speaking, um, let's actually, if you if you got your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter uh, chapter 3. I'm just going to read this whole section from verse 1 through 7. I'm going to just go ahead for time-wise. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. Yeah, that's a tough one. When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. I'm just going to stop there, actually, and just address this for just a second. You can have more impact changing the behavior of a boyfriend or even a husband by not talking than by talking. And everything in you, probably in your flesh, will think it's the opposite, but it's not. And I'm not saying you shouldn't talk about things, women, but specifically this area is a really big issue. Because if if you need to address something and you address it more powerfully in prayer rather than by arguing about it or being a nag, Jesus is more powerful about dealing with sins in other people's lives than you are. That's the issue. Put the Lord on the case. Ask the Lord, Lord, take care of that. (laughs) You'll be more successful in dealing with problems that have come up. Now, let's continue. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you guys remember what Abraham did? Some crazy stuff, right? Calling her her sister, and then she went off, then basically almost joining some dude's harem. Says Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if, and this is the condition, if, you do good and are not afraid with any terror. So this has a lot to do with how women are supposed to treat uh, husbands, not just every man, but husbands, right? Quiet, gentle, without a word. Again, I'm not saying you can't speak, it's not, not, not the point at all, but do you really want to be effective? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And then a word here for husbands. Husbands, likewise, and I, I dealt with this in a previous teaching, husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, not lording it over her with power or strength or physicality, anger, violence, the things that have, have been terrible for marriages from the beginning, right? And being heirs together together of the grace of life. So seeing them as an equal partner before the Lord. They have different roles. They're not equal in their roles, they're equal in value. That's 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 the big issue. Different roles, equal in value. That your prayers may not be hindered. And here's the big thing about communication. How you communicate is as important as what you communicate. For women, you need to communicate with a sense of honor. For example, you know, I really would value your opinion in this situation. Well, you just told the person, the the guy that you're talking to, your husband, that you value what he thinks and does and says. You say that before you say the next thing, you'll probably get the thing you're trying to get to or or want or need, need addressing. Now, don't be, this is not about manipulation. Obviously, there can be a thing of manipulation. Like, well, I really want to go here, so I'm just going to really butter up. Because people get, they, people get manipulation. You understand when you're being manipulated. But you also understand when you're being loved. Women need to speak to their husbands with honor. Men, you need to speak with gentleness. You know, sweetheart, I, I understand what you're going through. Those are the first words you got out of your mouth rather than the fix-it thing? She's going to listen, more than likely. Men hear things successfully, unless you just want to get into fights all the time. Do you want to get into fights all the time? Probably not. Men hear things through honor. Women hear things through gentleness and love. That's how most women feel loved, right? They just care about you, you know? So that's, that's the big thing. Win, win, and win the other person over by your conduct, you know? The, and I said before about women about not speaking, and I, I know that's easy thing to get to, but traditionally, and this is, the, this is a big problem that happened with men and women, is women can become nags about things, Right? But men also have to deal with this issue of not speaking. Like, don't just tell her you love her. show her you love her, right? I remember I had these, these friends a couple of years ago, and he would tell her, I love you. And she said, don't tell me. Show me. I, I tell that to my kids. Sometimes my kids will do something, and then they'll be like, Dad, I love you. And I'm like, great, but I really just need you to do the dishes. And then I'll know that you actually do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's it's obedient it's obedience it's the 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 the, con, the conditions come with the blessings you know i always love my kids but if you want to have a good relationship the relationship is the issue what's the quality of the relationship i'll always love my kids but if they do the dishes it really helps <laughs> cuz then guess what then i know that they love me good question. The next thing is finances. So this is obviously just a huge summary, but honestly, that's the big point. Let's get into finances just quickly here. Finances divide marriage all the time. You spent how much money on that? One of the best things you can do in a relationship, in a marriage, is to develop a budget. Right, Cesar? Yes, sir. Why? Because a budget is the issue of the truth and the feeling. A budget says we're establishing truth first with our money. We have so much that we can spend each month on extra things, so much we can spend on date nights, and invest in the things that are important to you. We spend this much on... um, Contributions to other people. We spend this much on you know all the regular stuff or mortgage or rent or car payments or whatever it is. Put it out there. Everybody knows and sees, and if your finances change, you adjust your budget. But don't overspend. Don't spend more than you have. You know, a lot of people they get married, they spend 20, thirty grand on a marriage or more. Fifty, sixty, a hundred. Start your marriage with a giant thing of debt after probably having just gone to university and then all those you start with debt you've just started with a giant terrible caboose that is not worse than feelings (laughs) you know you're about to pull it up the hill don't 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 get into unnecessary debt In Matthew 6, we're told that we cannot serve both God and mammon. So finances, you have to have this understanding that finances, and I think this was mentioned before, finances, money is a tool. And the issue with the tool is either you control the tool or the tool controls you. If you're in a position where money controls you, changes how you respond to things, then money is mammon. Money is a kind of sub-god in your life. Your job as a, in a marriage with finances is to figure out how are we supposed to steward what we have, and again, that's back to that issue of um, possession. We have, we, we, we. Not just for Nintendo. It's a very important pronoun in marriage. What does the budget say we have? How much do we have in savings? What did we invest in this? What have we done for, what have we done for our children's education? What do you, what, and then you hear this, what do you mean we? What do you mean? That's what I did. That's what, that's what you did. And then the I's and the U's and you're, you're sunk. Now, important thing to realize about, about money is that money means different things to different people. They're like like you've heard about the whole like four love languages thing, right? About like how people feel love. Well, money is this way for, for two. And I'm just going to go over this kind of quickly. For some people, money means success. If they have it, that's part of their kind of emotional stability. Like I have enough, so I'm okay. For some people, money means love, which means they love to give things to other people. And both of these have strengths and weaknesses. If money for you means success, then your weakness is that you're going to be overly dependent on what your bank account says versus what Jesus says or the, or the Word. And you're always going to be like, oh, i got to work a couple more hours. Oh, he's got to earn a little bit more. Oh, i got to work on the weekends. Oh, I can't go to church because, you know these situations. For those who think money is about love, their, their weakness is that they're bad at managing money because they're always giving it away. They don't know how to be like, well, this is the portion that needs to be given to such and such, and this is the portion that we can then give in gifts. How much did you give to that thing or that person or whatever? We didn't talk about that. You Got to talk about those things, right? Back to this issue, budget. For some people, money means security. And that's kind of like the first one about success. The weakness, of course, is that you're insensitive, you're insensitive to other people and you're a tightwad, right? Sorry, that's just true. And lastly, money equals acceptance and respect. Which the weakness of that is that you then are hiding insecurities because your true worth is, is based on finances rather than who you are in character. To avoid financial dominance, you have to have a budget. And one of the most important things in your budget is the issue of tithe and giving. If you and your family develop a habit of being people who are generous and who give 10% to the Lord, right? Local church, charities, people in need. If you develop that now, especially if you're like, if you're not making a ton of money, let's say you're out, you're out of school or you're just getting a job in your profession, establish this habit of giving now, make that, this is how I live. This is what I do with the first 10%. This is what I, is what I do. Make that part of what your family does. Think about it. over the years and years and years of marriage, if you establish that in your home, that's the principle of how we operate. How much easier will it be to grease the wheels of everything else to deal with, with budget? Well, if, if after that, then we have so much for the car and we have to have so much for the housing. But never be, never be in that situation where you'd be like, well, we just, we're just not going to give to the Lord. Percent is a beautiful thing. Because if you earn less, you give less. And if you earn more, you give more. But it's the same ouch no matter what, you, what the situation is. And put your budget before the Lord. What does he want to do with your finances? At the end of the day, are they really yours? you're just a steward. On this earth, we're supposed to handle things lightly, right? In the church, people come, people go, love them. Love them in, love them out. People in your life, relationships at work, they're going to come, they're going to go. Hold it lightly, right? You're only here for so long. You got 60, 70, 80, maybe 90 years. Hold it lightly. Same thing with your finances. It's It's the Lord's money. What does he want you to do with it? The more you establish this, the less you're going to be delving into those relationships where money has a hold on you. And money is a terrible God because you become stingy and you become unable to provide for other people. You're missing out on all these blessings. So that's pretty much it for communication and money. Again, like I said, there's a lot more area. If you're bad in finances... If you're bad in developing a budget, I'd suggest you go get a book and read a whole book about how to, manage, how to manage a home, how to manage finances, banking, savings, all that kind of stuff, tithe, work through that. You know, emergency accounts, all that stuff. When we first got, got married, I remember we went through a big book, I think like a Susie Orman book, and talked about all these different categories. of. Uh, and I got to tell you, it's brought us an incredible amount of peace because seasons are good, seasons bad. we have been able to kind of Deal with it, right? But it could be one of the areas that if left unmanaged, it will and potentially bowl you over, you know, and be bad for the relationship. Lastly, I just want to review and just point this out there. First of all, thank you so much for being part of the class. Um, Thanks, yeah. Um, Marriage is only a ministry when you're here on the earth. We have one shot at it while we're here. Marriage does not exist in heaven. We only have the here and now, which means it's almost in some ways more beautiful because we only have this one shot to really understand what we're supposed to understand, which of course is the reason behind it to be that shining example of Christ in the church. And I would just encourage you, wherever your marriage is or relationship or future relationships, make sure that you keep that priority of what Jesus is looking after in marriage, not just what the culture is looking after or what some book says to you, that your marriage should be this or it should be to more happiness for you or more happiness for him or for more happiness for her. No, the, the, the goal is always in finances, in communication, it's Christ and the church in the finances. It's Christ and the church in the communication. It's Christ and the church in dealing with, with sin and things from your past. It's always about Christ and the church. Is the husband becoming more like Christ, laying down his life for her? Is she becoming more like the church, more submissive to what the Lord is saying to her? And are they helping each other to get this thing going? A productive, a fruitful marriage, a beautiful family. As for me and my house, we, we shall serve the Lord. You have to make those decisions today. Let's pray. Father, I just pray for any, um, any you know, sins from, from family past, uh, things that have maybe crept into how people handle finances, things how people speak to each other, how husbands speak to wives, how wives speak to their husbands. I, think, I pray whatever those things are that you would just put your, your finger on it by the Holy Spirit and help those who are listening to this to, to hear you, not me, to hear you and for you to heal those areas of brokenness in the relationship. I pray that you would help us to look like Christ in church in our relationships, in our marriages, Lord. I pray for my, my own wife, Lord, and for our marriage, Lord, that you would help us to look like Christ in the church, Lord. In many areas, we need to continue to be polished in looking like you, and I pray for these gathered here, Lord. I pray for the future marriages, Lord. The, the, pray for the husbands that you can bring, Lord, And that you would equip them, and you've equipped these ladies, Lord, to be future amazing wives, Lord. And we ask all this in Jesus' name.